Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. Get Restrictions apply. What up? It's the Crossover Pod Friday edition. I'm Howard Beck, senior writer for Sports Illustrated. My guest today is comedian Jamel Johnson, a very funny man and a huge NBA fan. He is the host of the new NBA Storytime podcast. It's a really fun new series. The first episode just came out recently. It's about Shaq and Akeem and a one-on-one pay-per-view they were supposed to do that never happened back in the early 90s. And NBA Storytime is delving into stories like that. Offbeat stuff, long-forgotten moments. It's a really cool concept. It's a lot of fun. Um, And that's not nearly as fun of a description as Jamel has on the pod summary. So let me just read you a snippet of that, which is, Comedian Jamel Johnson regales you with short tales of horn-swoggled hoops, bonkers ball, and naughty NBA shenanigans. Um, if you're not already subscribing by now, folks, I don't I don't know what to tell you. That's a phenomenal description, and the series is a lot of fun, so go do that. Uh, Jamel's also a big Wizards fan. We had to talk a little bit about Bradley Beal's future. He lives in L.A., so we got into Lakers-Clippers rivalry a bit, talked about fans heckling, uh, who the funniest NBA players are, 
all kinds of fun stuff. And I asked Jamel to tell me what his Nick Anderson moment was as a comedian. And if that reference just flew over your head, uh, Google Nick Anderson and free throws and it will all make sense. Uh, Before we get to that, a quick reminder, please subscribe, rate, and review the Crossover Pod wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell your friends. If you've got feedback for me, suggestions, questions, whatever, hit me on Twitter at Howard Beck. You can also find Jamel on Twitter at Nonprofit Comic. Okay, my conversation with Jamel Johnson is coming up next, so stick around. This is The Crossover, an NBA show hosted by Sports Illustrated's Chris Mannix and Howard Back. It's a whole new level for you and me, Chris, this relationship. Like and subscribe for the best weekly NBA content these two are capable of. What does that mean? Could be the best duo ever. I don't see how you can beat that. Here they are, Chris Mannix and Howard Back. Now pleased to be joined by the host of NBA Storytime, a podcast you should be subscribing to on your favorite platforms, Jamel Johnson. Jamel, how are you, sir? Dude, I'm all right, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us um, on this scorching day. This will be posting later in the week, but it will probably still be scorching. The whole world is on fire. I don't know what's going on. I love it. I was the only dude on this cross-country flight without a hoodie on, so I loved it. As soon as I got off the plane, I was like, give me give me a sauna. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you ask for a sauna. We have provided a sauna here in in New York. Um, greatest city in the world. It is the greatest city in the world, even when it feels like, um, you know, uh, we're all in a, a sweat box. Um, so we were just talking before you 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 uh, we started. You just landed, had to get through the the insanity that is JFK and our various roadways here. Um but you were watching soccer. We're going to talk hoops. You were watching soccer on the flight, on your phone, which meant you were one of these uh, 17 people in the world who has gotten go-go in flight to work. I want to know how you did that. What is your secret? Because I, I, I have problems getting internet on flights. Um, my secret, dedication, uh, stick-to-itiveness. Hit refresh a thousand times. Turn your Wi-Fi off. Turn it back on. Hit refresh a thousand more times. Go to the bathroom. Say a prayer. Come back. Get a Stroop waffle. <laughs> Stroop waffles. That that's a that's a good strategy. Are you, you are you Stroop waffle or Biscoff? Oh, I mean, I'm big time Stroop waffle. Yeah. No, no disrespect to Biscoff. No disrespect to the Biscoff team, the family. They do. They make a great product. They're doing great work. But come on, man. You put it on top of your coffee and it gets gooey. You know, it's uh, it's it's its own self-contained thing. I just discovered the Stroop waffle a couple of years ago, changed my life. But I'm old school. I like the Biscoff. It was like the first edible thing that they served on flights in about like a decade after it's real true. food went away. So, and it's like it's a big ass Teddy Graham. It's delicious. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what it is. I always wonder what it was reminding me of. You're right. It's a Teddy. It's got a little more high quality of Teddy. It's got yeah, a little more no, snap to it. That's me almost coming off like a hater. It's definitely a higher quality. I like the setup. I like that it doesn't look like a bear. It just looks like a cookie, <laughs> like how a cookie should. Fair enough. Um, so uh, your your uh, DC area uh, native based or not based anymore, but uh, so I, yeah. you you came up, I assume, on the Wizards, and you still you still stand for the Wizards, right? That you're that you're a Wizards guy. Yes. Um, you know, down by law, it's not by choice, but they are my guys. 
my dad is a Lakers fan, which is a whole nother. I mean, but honestly, the Johnsons are just basketball fans. We are just watching any game we can. We we have opinions on all the teams. Bullets slash Wizards fan by trade. So what does a Wizards fan do at this time of year? Because this is not a time of year the Wizards are normally playing. I don't mean that as 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 insulting. It's just kind of no, just fact, you know. It's facts. No, we are one of those teams that exist just to get cracked over the head. We we are to be sacrificed to our Eastern Conference overlords, your Miami Heat, your your Celtics, you know, your Knicks, whoever, whoever, whoever's hot where the rappers go to the games. <laughs> so the, they're they're the Washington Generals of the wash of the NBA except uh, de- there's yeah, already something like that. Generals. Definitely it's very confusing. Definitely of the summer, and this time of year, usually we're picking, you know, ninth, tenth, and I'm just focusing on my breathing, <laughs> trying not to think about it. So, so by the time this posts, we may actually know the finals. We're we're down to the final four. Do you have any rooting interest in this in these final four? And assuming that we're just like barreling towards Suns Bucks, which is what it looks like as we record, mm-hmm. um, how are you feeling about a, a Suns Bucks finals? I'm feeling good about Suns Bucks. I think I feel like America's confused, but like they gave Giannis two MVPs. At some point, he was gonna have to. But like for me personally, I'm the biggest Chris Middleton fan in America, and that's tough to say as a Wizards fan because they, you know, Chris Middleton and Bradley Beal. There's some comparisons you can make. They're not the same guy. I would definitely say Brad's cooler, but here's Chris Middleton. You know, yes, he has a better roster around him, but it's just great to see him closing games. How did you become the world's biggest Chris Middleton fan? Because that's not like that's that is that's very niche in terms of fandom. Well, it was just as the Bucks are ascending and Giannis is getting these MVPs and Everybody I'm watching games with has these big expectations of the Bucks, and they're like, you know, coming up short in the playoffs. And that, and then the chatter is like, what is Chris Middleton doing? How is he a number two? I'm like, yo, he's the best player on the team. What do you mean number two? <laughs> he just doesn't miss, and he's clutch as hell. He, I mean, he's taken all their game winners. He's about fifty percent for them, at least when they showed me the stat during the net series he went he dropped 20 the other night in that game three in the fourth quarter what more do you want from this man he he doesn't fit the profile this is the problem for chris middleton chris middleton is one of those classic really really talented nba players who it doesn't matter what he does there's just something missing Next, he doesn't have the million dollar smile he doesn't have the flash he's not no, a no, trash you, talker you had it right there so he would either either be hot or talk a bunch of trash yeah, and he kind of just doesn't do either. He's just a regular-looking guy, just just giving it his all, and it's he, not enough. He's just out there getting buckets. He's out there he's, getting buckets, and in the fourth quarter, in clutch time, when Giannis's limitations come into play, when all of a sudden you you know Giannis can't just he's not going to hit that mid-range floater. He's not going to. You need somebody who can actually knock down shots. Middleton can hit from from pretty much everywhere. Yeah, Giannis, I've seen so him much. go shot for shot with. Every name in the East, you throw any name you want, he's going shot for shot with him. Whether they won the game or not, I've seen it. So uh, 
are you, are your friends now starting to come around? If you're the only Chris Middleton guy in the room, does it like are people like this start like a twenty point fourth quarter in a critical playoff game in the conference finals? Does that finally like move people to say, you know what, Jamel, you were right the whole time. Chris Middleton's the real deal. Yeah, I've had a couple friends be like, you know what, when you said it, I wasn't feeling you, but I have to give you your due. I definitely had a couple of those instances, but for the most part, it is Bucks denial right now. Kind of like how Lakers fans treat Clippers fans, where it's just like they're not even acknowledging what's taking place. That kind of vibe. It's a strange thing. So I, I covered the Lakers years ago during Shaq and Kobe era, and at that time, it was easy for Laker fans to dismiss the Clippers and their fans because the Clippers, of course, were just comically horrible. Yeah, the uh, Clippers, yeah, yeah. Um, but now they've been legit for a while now, and they're an actual threat, at least competitively, not for fans, because it's L.A. Like, L.A.'s a Laker town. It's like, here in New York, it's, it's always going to be a Knicks town. It's never going to be a Nets town. But there is this weird kind of, like, uh, Bill Plaschke of the L.A. Times wrote about this the other day. Laker fans are, instead of just being above it all, like, man, we got all these championships, we got banners, we, like, we're, like, we're, we're, we're a legacy franchise, we're a legendary franchise. You know, it's, it's just nice that you guys are good for once. And instead of being like, dismissive or just like, oh, okay, that's great. You guys have your moment. They're like like hostile about it. Yeah. <laughs> it no, bothers them. And a weird, it's you, a weird thing. When I mention the, a Clippers game in certain rooms, you can see the body language change. You know that meme? You know the Arthur fist? You know the little cartoon <laughs> hand? Yes. People just start balling their fist up when you say Clippers, man. It's like, just let them. It's one time. You guys have been to 50 West Finals. Just let them have one. So what do you think that is? You're out in L.A. now. Like, you're you're in the midst of all this. You're immersed in it. Are Laker fans feeling that threatened? Yeah. It's like, I don't know, man. I imagine it feels like when uh, you're the king in, um, uh, uh, what's that movie? Braveheart. Like, you know, like Mel Gibson's coming for you. You don't care. They're not really concerned with it's just, you know, eventually Mel's going to get his. And they're just waiting for it. It's weird. And now that Dame, now that there's, you know, talk of Dame leaving, now they're just like, all right, how do we get Dame for free? <laughs> I don't know why it is. I think it's just like, like they're royalty and the Clippers are literally peasants to them. In this scenario, uh, Mel Gibson is like Billy Crystal, I guess. I, yeah, I don't know. I think that's about so right. So Billy yeah, Crystal's some... going to have his face painted like half orange, half blue, whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. That seemed charging, charging on the Lakers facility in El Segundo. Yeah, and you already know what happens next. I'm not going to get too graphic with it. <laughs> uh, that I mean, it, 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 is, it is funny that the Clippers fan base is mostly successful comedians. <laughs> I don't know. Aside from Clipper Daryl and Billy Crystal, I'm not sure who are the like who are the decorated Clipper fans. Who are the like what's their what's their their celebrity contingent? I think it's Will Ferrell, Paul Shear. These are the only other names I could come up with. I saw Ricky Lake at a Clippers game one time. She was Ricky having a pretty good time. Ricky yeah. Lake, boy, that's uh, that's very early 2000s. Oh, 2000s, the nine nine and the 2000. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless you're listening to the Offspring, I don't think her name comes up very much. <laughs> And low key, like the Clippers are the, the team of of the the city of of the streets. They like fixed all the courts. Yeah, like a hundred and something of them, right? And put their yeah. logo on it. 
exactly. They they got their logo all over downtown, east side, east LA. They always got Fat Man Scoop at the game. They always got the Dog Pound doing halftime or something. They're like, it's like a stealth campaign to take over. They're like trying to win hearts and minds of little kids who were playing on, on Clipper stamped courts. Yeah, and I mean, also, they've been better than the Lakers for almost a decade. I mean, like, cumulatively. I know right. the Lakers won the last title, but like, yes, that sample size, a lot of those years, the Clippers were better. So hopefully the the little Clipper kids can rise up. I kind of root for that. Like, I kind of I like the idea that, and then here in New York, too. I like the idea where it becomes more of a rivalry, right? Where it shouldn't just be like, you know, completely lopsided, 99 to 1, basically, fan bases. Like, it, it's more fun if both teams in the markets are, are great. Because there's only, it's, it, these are the only places where this happens, New York and L.A. That's the, this is, we're, we're getting some of that soccer energy. Those Manchester City, Manchester United games been going on for like 100 years or whatever, you know? And those, and those yes, people like want to kill each other, right? Yeah, you know, and Manchester City sucked for a lot of that, but they was good at one point, and now they're better than Manchester United now. I don't know, whatever. One wears red, one wears blue. That's all you need to know. <laughs> um, so you've got, you have two podcasts. You have uh, the, the ongoing uh, NBA podcast, um, the name of which I have. Oh, Airbuds, my man. Airbuds, there we go. Sorry. Yeah, uh, at Airbuds Pod. The Airbuds Pod. Sorry, oh, on all I just, social I platforms. On all social platforms, the Airbuds Pod. But you've got a newly launched <laughs> podcast, NBA Storytime, which I love the idea of because um, because I, the NBA is stories. This is this is the fun of the NBA. Basketball is great, but stories are are, are fun. Um, and your first one is about a a kind of like long forgotten little chapter here where Shaquille O'Neal and Akeem Olajuwon were going to play one-on-one pay-per-view sponsored by Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, what did you learn? What will folks learn uh, from this, this episode to, uh, to kick off NBA story time? Um, they'll learn that Donald Trump's been a problem for a long time. If they didn't know that, you <laughs> yes, know, he has. they'll learn that, the Taco Bell menu wasn't as expansive as it always has been. Um, they'll learn that uh, money rules. And they'll learn that about newspapers. They'll learn about the power of print. Yes. Amen. Come on. People look at those. I'm, I'm a bus guy. I ride the bus. I'm looking at the pair. I'm looking at the billboard. I'm at your community board. I'm looking at the auto trader. <laughs> Paper matters. Print matters. Thank you. Thank you. As a longtime newspaper guy who grew up on newspapers, worked uh, in newspapers for most of my career. Uh, yes. Um, I would like to go back to those times sometimes. There was no Twitter. I think we, we, if we could just, like, there's certain things. Like, you know, the internet's great. There's a lot of stuff we could do. But, you know, it's a simpler time. Yeah, like, what if you knew that the actual real news was a place that you could look at? Wow, the newspaper. Like, you could look at, the, you could look at your internet and you could be like, man, that's funny. Oh, wow, that's a crazy thing that guy said. There's no way that's true. Maybe I'll look at this paper. This is official printed paper with the real truth on it. <laughs> this is what we need. We need people to d- to divide it out then, 
right? Like Twitter could be where all the misinformation and, and jokes happen and memes and viral stuff. Yeah, you can sure. go watch a cool dunk. You can, you know, what, and then go to the newspaper to get actual facts. That seems reasonable to me. That makes a ton of sense for me because I don't even want my facts on my computer. <laughs> I'm on the computer solely to have fun and say things that aren't true. <laughs> and for the memes, really. It's, it's really? All, you know. Life is memes. You know, when did, when did was the first day that everything could become a meme? You know what's scary? I, well, that's a good question, actually. Like, when did meme as a word even enter the lexicon? I, I don't even remember. Like, no idea. I remember the first time I, I used the word meme when I was at the New York Times. So this had to be at least nine years ago. And I used the word meme because it was becoming part of Twitter, right? And I'm, I was like, a, you know, already a, a Twitter creature by that point. Mm. And I used it in a story. But this being the New York Times and that not necessarily being part of their official language of a New York Times editor, it, they stopped. Like, it stopped. Some, they, they had to call me up like, what is this? What do you mean meme? It wasn't a th- like, I think the word existed. It just wasn't in common usage until like Twitter, social media made it so. Yeah. I mean, about time there were some new words, though. I'm, <laughs> like, we, we were just going to have this one finite set of words. Crazy to me. You know, evolution's a good thing, right? Yeah. Uh, the scary thing, though, Jamel, is this. Now, every time I see... So, like, Swin Cash has her reaction to the lottery <laughs> last week. And immediately, my first... So, my first thought is, oh, that's awesome. That's That was great. Wow, what an expression. That was great. You know, Swin Cash is phenomenal. And my second thought was, yeah, we're going to be seeing that a lot for the next eight, yeah. nine how, months. Like, how can I make this picture about me? <laughs> exactly. No, Swin Cash became... That, that was a very memeable moment, and that's, it's scary that that's how we now view everything. The first thought is the reaction. The second thought is, oh, that'd be a great, great meme. I'm going to save that for Twitter later. Oh, man, that picture reminds me of when um, somebody makes some uh, bad macaroni and cheese. <laughs> happens to me all the time. Is there such a thing as bad macaroni and cheese? I guess there probably is. I mean, according to Grandmaster Flash and uh, the Furious Five, there is, but I, I personally haven't come across it. I'm, I'm not one to argue with uh, Grandmaster Flash. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, let's go places BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM, simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150 then place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there, the 
the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. This is what I loved about the Storytime podcast. Many things that I loved. But not least of which was the description for... the entire series, which is this. Comedian Jamil Johnson regales you with short tales of hornswoggled hoops, bonkers ball, and naughty NBA shenanigans, then discusses what we've learned with comedy and basketball folks who watched or were there. If you could get hornswoggled and shenanigans into the same summary of just about anything, I'm in. We need those words more. I'm now, like, my goal will be by the end of the calendar year to have used at least one or the other of hornswoggled or shenanigans. If I could do both, I want to. I think I get a raise from my my editors. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Shouts out to our um, copy uh, guy, uh, the the dude from the Lucky Charms box. It's the dude from the Lucky Charms box. Like literally, the guy from the Lucky Charms, like the, yeah, the, yeah. the leprechaun. Yeah, yeah. The leprechaun's writing your copy. Yeah, yeah. Lucky Charms, homie. Uh, he. I wasn't even supposed to release that. Because it's non-union. He's not even credited, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, that's the dude. And also Harry Swartout. What a what a nut. Um, good words. Excellent words. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Shaq and Akeem never happened. The, the one-on-one thing never happened. 
because as you pointed out, money, and because yeah. of uh, that guy whose name I won't say. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it never happened. I I kind of wish it. Ha- I'd forgotten about this, but I had a vague recollection when you did the podcast and I was listening. I'm like, oh yeah, this was a thing. Like I kind of have this vague recollection that they were going to try to pull this off, and this happens every so often. You noted it in the pod, like Magic and Michael Jordan were going to try to do this, and the NBA does not allow this stuff. Does not like this stuff because. Mm-hmm whatever uh, risks to their players uh, slash encroachment on their uh, audience, I suppose, and their, their TV contracts. Um, should it have happened though? What do you think would have happened if we'd actually gotten Shaq versus Akeem one-on-one? Well, I think it would have been more boring than we would have expected because it's kind of, it's like weird. Like they were just coming off of playing against each other in the finals, packed arenas, people screaming, and so let's remove, you know, 90% of that atmosphere and it's just Shaq and Akeem. Like, I just think that alone takes something away from it. it you're, I, I would buy the pay-per-view and be like, damn, it's just them? There's nobody else there? I, w- I don't know what atmosphere they had planned, but two centers that were actually centers that, like, is there somebody feeding them entry passes? Or... <laughs> right. It's just some missing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like that, like this generation of center, you could kind of see it, right? Like we could do Jokic versus Embiid. Those guys, yeah. they both handle, they both shoot. They would try to cross each other over. Yeah. This is, this, I don't know. I just don't know. Shaq, listen, Shaq would be the first to tell you. Of course, he'd be the first to tell you. He, he's got handles. Like Shaq could actually, for a big man, nah, yeah, even at true. that time, Shaq could handle a little bit. Akeem could handle a little bit. But Shaq's not going to face up. He'd like to think he can. Akeem yeah, actually could. This is true. A team um, versus David Robinson. This yeah. is more of a the game. Also, one-on-one, brutal. They're just going to bang into each other. They're just going to bang into each other. And then, you know, once somebody misses a couple shots, like chasing rebounds, oh, <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. It, 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 it would have been problematic. It's probably better that it <laughs> didn't happen. But think about how much mileage we'd still be getting out of it. You know? Oh, I mean, yeah, you want to talk about some damn memes. That's a whole page of just <laughs> any reaction from that game. Whoa, just to even hear Akeem talk. We never hear that guy talk. Yeah. And he and he, and he sounds like, because he's got that deep voice and the accent, and he sounds very sophisticated. He sounds like a statesman, like, you, you, yeah. can, you know, like he should be speaking at the UN or something. Which also would be funny. It, for sure, especially when contrasted with Shaq and, and, uh, and his... Uh, his Slightly lighter persona. Shaq at that time, he was just Shaq Fu at that time. He wasn't the big Aristotle until he got to L.A., right? He wasn't the big Aristotle until he won MVP. Oh, That was the day he declared himself the big Aristotle. Which is the best nickname of all time. I mean, my dad must have called every person in our town the big Aristotle at one point. (laughs) And did they know why he was calling them that? I hope so. Did he mean it as a compliment? Like, like, hey, you're one of the biggest, smartest people I know? Yeah, exactly. He would just pull that out whenever he saw somebody he knew just to to say hi. Oh, cool shoes. Oh, you the big Aristotle now. (laughs) So I don't know if people remember this, but Shaq, so I was covering them at that time. Shaq gave himself a new nickname every couple of weeks, sometimes every couple of days. Something would happen, and he would declare himself, I am now the big fill-in-the-blank. Yeah, and whatever was, just took place. Yeah, yeah, it was contextual. So at one point, um, he was—I think he became like the big thief or something like that because he had stolen a pass at midcourt 
they're at Orlando. He steals the inbounds pass near midcourt and and takes off and, and dunks or whatever to like seal the game. Coast style? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that actually might have been the big handles on that one or something. It might have been the big okay. thief, whatever, because he stole the inbounds pass or whatever. The best one was the one, of course, that couldn't make print because back then it was a newspaper world and we couldn't put these things in print. But he's at one point, he declared himself the big sewer. Do you know why okay. Shaq said, I'm the big sewer? Um, you're going to tell me. Because I've got sorry. a lot of shit in my game. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Very real of him. Nice. <laughs> It's pretty good. Oh, only Shaq. <laughs> Nobody does that anymore. Like, 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 we don't have that. We don't have like there. Who's there is no Shaq of today. Embiid has tried. He's he's he's, he's that's he's with the it. closest because and also like just press is it's just different. Like, I'm sure that players, you know, like we're trying to avoid like giving personality to the press just for centuries. I'm sure that's just a type of guy, you know what I'm saying? But like back in the day, that was the only way you could even like show people who you were. Now everybody's got their own Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. They're going to so save all like, their best material for, for yeah, social exactly. media. It's even more reason not to fuck with the press. Cause like, damn, what am I going to be funny for them? I got my <laughs> own. I got a, I got two vlogs. I got to shoot tomorrow. See, and I think it's because most of them just aren't that funny. Like, also I, true. I, hey, look. I think they've gotten all the personality coached out of them by their PR teams and their agents and handlers. and it's That's not impossible, is what I'll say. I'll, I, and I will just say, as somebody who covers the sport, it's unfortunate. You know, like, like I miss, like, the Gary Payton, even Dennis Rodman, the coaches even. Like, Phil yeah. Jackson was going to talk shit. Jeff Van Gunny was going to talk shit. They were going to, like, dump on each other. I mean... That's it's all great theater. I love that. It's one of the reasons I'm disappointed in myself for not sticking with athletics. I would have been the funniest dude. <laughs> oh my god, if I just had just stuck with ball past sixth grade, man, I would have been so funny. So coming to the game with a wig on, you know, <laughs> game for anything. All right, but you've I, I'm sure you've attended your fair share of NBA games. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. All right. So you're you're a professional comedian. You've got like you have the material. This is in your wheelhouse. You're at NBA games. Are you heckling? Not really. I'm generally excited. Sometimes I'm heckling. I actually did. I heckled Derek Fisher. In his playing days or coaching days? Coaching days. I was at the Mystics game and my guy, one of the story editors on NBA Storytime, Dan Hardigan, a seat freak. He's just looking at all of the um, seat websites every day. Whenever there's a game coming up, we get courtside for Sparks Mystics. Sticks go on a, like a 12-0 run, and I'm just – I'm right across the way from Derek Fisher just saying whatever. It was the most out of pocket I've ever been. <laughs> Usually, I'm yelling shit like that in the three hundreds. You know what I'm saying? What's the What's the best line you got off? Hmm. <laughs> you didn't You didn't go Matt Barnes on him, did you? No, no, just, I never. I would never. Much. I would never make it personal. I just said okay. it's getting out of hand, fish. Like he finally, yeah. the run got to the point where he had to call a timeout, and yeah. before he called the timeout, I was like, "It's getting out of hand, fish. You better do something." And then he called a timeout, and I felt like I made him do that. <laughs> Did you get a look? Did he see? Like, did he? Did he? Like- uh, no, nah, I don't think so. No, I don't okay. think he was. I think he was too busy. I think he he gave that to the ref. 
I think we need more creativity from fans now because what it's what it's come to now is um, like the Garden when they were chanting when they were taunting Trey Young and they were saying Trey is balding like that's yeah. not bad like that's a little you know it's getting a little a little personal but like but the problem I have with that is half the crowd is balding <laughs> I know a dude who went to that game who's balding. <laughs> All right, but they're probably middle-aged or supposed to be, and he's like, you know, 21 yeah, or something. He's, I don't, look, I, he's got weird hair. <laughs> if, what, un- what if they just unique. yelled weird hair? <laughs> so this, this goes to my point. I want them to be more creative. If the best you can do these days, and we saw it several times this postseason, was fuck fill in the blank and twenty thousand people just chanting that, like, that's yeah. not a that's not interesting or unique or it's it's, it's coarse. Like I mean, I you know I've dropped my share of f bombs in my day, but twenty thousand people chanting it to me just feels uh, nastier. It, it, it's a little Definitely. it's a little too hostile for me. It's weird that I feel like college is maybe because just the the nature of college. It's this place where you're trying to become the most intelligent, smartest version of yourself. So I feel like they're always coming with some real focused heckles, you know, but then some, yeah. then the NFL, the, like once you get to the pros, it's just like, fuck you. Yeah. yeah like, just get, get, like, do something more interesting, more unique, right? Use a little creativity. I feel like we, we've, we've, we've lost a little of that. Uh, it's uh, it's like um, Robin Ficker, the famous wi- uh, like bullets days. Do you remember Robin Ficker? He was like bullets slash wizards. He was that. He's a, he was like a, a, a an attorney, I believe. Is he an older he, white guy with glasses? Yeah, I I, dude, glasses. I have seen that guy. Yeah, he doesn't go anymore. But he was like the famous, infamous, whatever heckler at, at bullets slash wizards games, yeah. like back in the nineties, early. 90s. I've heard him. I've definitely been and seen him, just like nonstop. We need those guys back. All right, so if we're doing the one-on-one today, Akeem and Shaq never happened. Mm-hmm. Who would be the best matchup today if, if we're going to, to come up with the pay-per-view that the NBA will probably never allow? Hmm. This is very interesting. How do I do this where it doesn't involve Steph? Because <laughs> I, I had a few ideas. Steph was involved in one of them. Yeah, I mean, you give me Steph versus Dame. Steph versus Dame. Like, that's an obvious one, right? Like, we got to have, like, the two yeah. guys who are not afraid to shoot from 50 feet. Yeah. Who both got handles, who are, you know, obviously same position, similar skill sets. Plus, Dame fans will always say, well, Dame could do whatever Steph could do. Why isn't he in the same? You know, like, oh, if you just swapped out Dame for Steph, Dame would have three championships. You, you hear that a lot. So that, that feels like a natural one. For sure. Um, Plus the Oakland thing. Yeah. Oh man, so it's so sad they moved. Uh, hmm, I want to see Harden versus Giannis. Ooh, yeah, there's some bad blood there. There's some bad blood there, and Harden. Everyone always wants to say he's a great post defender, and Giannis can't shoot. So it's going to come down to him having to get past James, and James can just chuck up bombs whenever he gets the ball. I want to see James versus Harden, but Giannis gets the ball first. Giannis is just going to jump over him. Like, yes, yes, Harden is strong enough to hold him up a little bit, but then yeah. at a certain point, Giannis is going to go like, why am I still banging up against this guy? I could just spin and jump over him and, and, and extend my arms the full length of their ridiculous reach and just dunk. Yeah. Just because they're so, yeah. I, and that's the one that I want to see that's opposites. LeBron versus KD. Sure. Definitely. Let's just, let's just do that. Because you know KD thinks 
like he, he he has never accepted the idea that LeBron's the best player of the era. Like KD absolutely believes they should be on the same level. Yes, and I remember he said it before it was even true. He was like, "I'm sick of being number two. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. That's right. Um, Trey versus Luca. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I you know it's like Trey versus Luca is all, the right answer, but all, I I think size Luca versus Harden would also be fun. Luca versus Harden, just a couple, yeah. just a couple, just a couple of dribbling freaks. Wow. What are they gonna do? Is anyone gonna try to go to the rim? No, they're just gonna keep stepping back on each other yeah, until they're, they're just, un- until they're hundred feet apart because they just yeah. both keep stepping back. <laughs> step back. <laughs> they're gonna step back to different dimensions. <laughs> the other obvious one, the one I said earlier, like Embiid versus Jokic, would actually be a big man battle worth watching. Like I think that actually could be fun. So much fun. I want to see that. And the undercard is Beal versus Middleton. Oh, for the heads. That's for the head. That's for my basketball analytics. That's for my basketball reference, guys. I I tried to get really crazy with it, like really uh, niche and also uh, just a um, little off the beaten path here. I was trying to think like who would be the best all annoying matchup, like mm. Pat Beverly versus like. Maybe Marcus Smart or something. Yeah. Like two two guys who are just going to like slap the shit out of each other and just and and whoever doesn't lose their cool ends up winning. Draymond versus Jay Crowder. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, that they're fits. Pro- they're probably gonna get into it. Uh John Wall versus Reggie Jackson. Uh, they're oh, not they're not known as that type of player, but I believe they both hate each other. And I'd have no basis for that. This is all just based <laughs> on the fact that no matter what was ailing John Wall, he found a way to beat Reggie Jackson on the Pistons. He was just never going to lose to that guy. Reggie Jackson's having this amazing run with the Clippers right now. And all I remember is that aside from the fact he's bounced around, been hurt and everything else, if I remember this correctly, like KD and Russ did not like Reggie Jackson and couldn't wait for him to be out of Oklahoma. I think I'm remembering that correctly. And um, this guy now is balling. Hey, you know, I'm so glad that it came to this. And when I found out that the Clippers were picking him up, I'm like, man, Lakers going to have to be worried now. Like, that was actually the moment. Like, I guess I believed in Blake and DeAndre and Chris Paul, but when they signed Reggie Jackson, I was like, what is going on? Like, this might be one of the best teams ever. If Kawhi Leonard were playing right now, I wonder where uh... – where things would be. Um, I know. They probably, he doesn't let that lob shit happen in uh, game two, I don't think. Yeah, that one's going down in the uh, the annals of uh, Clipper uh, humiliations. Clippers are in, you know, they provide a certain kind of theater that I don't think the Lakers, the Lakers are never going to be comical in that way. At least not in the playoffs. Now, I know the bad teams were, they've yeah. done some, They've had a guy go on the floor with, you know what I'm saying, uh, no pants on. Like, yeah, I I know the Nick Young years, the Robert Sacre. Like, I know. Smush gets, Parker. Yeah, I know it gets bad, but that wasn't funny. Everybody was pissed. Fair. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. 
you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. This is going to be the uh, weirdest segue I will possibly make. Um, All right. You mentioned in the uh, in NBA story time about Shaq and Akeem. This is at the time that uh, the Magic had lost to the Rockets in the finals right after that. 
famously known, of course, for Nick Anderson missing key free throws in game one. Poor Nick Anderson. Like that's like it's it's like you start typing Nick Anderson into Google and missed free throws just auto populates right after. Um, what would be the stand up comedy equivalent of Nick Anderson missing those free throws at the foul line in game one of the NBA finals? And have you had it? Yes. I think it's because it's not just bombing. Like you got a bomb on the like it's like a it's like it's like Bill Burr bombing in Philly. You ever seen you ever seen that video? I have not. Yeah, it's like when a bit it's like you've been doing stand up for years and you're proven and then you get this arena show and shit just goes sideways and then you can't get them back. And then, and then, you know, things start getting embarrassing. It's we're getting close to Michael Richards territory is what I'm saying to you. Bombing on the highest scale possible. Where it just hurts physically. Now, yes, I have definitely. I've done had them all. Got booed off stage, got it all, did it all. You know what I'm saying? But not on Nick Anderson level. <laughs> right. That would have to be at like a sold out show at the garden or something. Yeah. And then or also it, it would be and then also it would be at the end of the show. Like imagine you went to you bought a ticket to a show. And then for the just the last five minutes of it was the worst shit you ever heard. You're like, <laughs> man, I forgot I was even having fun. <laughs> Like everything was great, great jokes, timing, everything's perfect. In the very end, it just falls off a cliff, and now you're yeah. depressed, and yeah. you want your money back. Exactly, which is like pretty hard to do. That's like literally one to one. But I've definitely seen like dudes on that level catch a brick. All right. So when when you had that moment yourself, not the Nick Anderson version of it, but when you had oh. when you've had that moment. Oh, I mean, I've definitely felt. I, yeah. I, okay. So here's one. One time I was doing a show and the show was going all right. Show was going all right, and then halfway through the show, this dude started heckling me, and the crowd wanted me to go after him. They're like, "Get him!" And like, I don't know. I was trying to act like I was like you know better than the situation. And then I did the most rookie softball shit of all time. I was like, oh, you think you're so funny? Well, then here you go. Then I just gave him the mic. And then this guy proceeded to do like a Chris Rock impression. Whoa. It was terrible. Host came up to me after. He was like, don't ever do that again. I was like, yeah, that was my Nick Anderson moment for sure. Luckily for me, it wasn't on national television. It was in Fredericksburg, Virginia. So this is not this does not live on forever on YouTube. In other words, yeah, nah. This is yeah. This is even pre YouTube, low key. You know what I'm saying? This is like, well, this is like, this was actually Wild Wild West YouTube. So this was like when you could watch like full movies <laughs> on YouTube still, or like people just like here's a, a, a two minutes of my uh, my son Pogo sticking in the driveway. Yeah, exactly. There's no like <laughs> focused energy. Yeah. To what YouTube is at this point. Uh, was this a good Chris Rock impression the guy did? No, nah, I mean, no. It was bad. I should have destroyed this guy. Yeah. He had a suit on with, he still had the cardboard <laughs> in, in the, his pocket in the, square. Yeah. And I saw it right away and I was just like, I don't even want to do this. I like opted out, which is such a pansy move. 
So the next time you got heckled, I take it you just uh, went back at the guy instead, put him in his place. Oh, the next time I unloaded, it was pretty nuts. I actually went a little too hard. Really? Like, did he just like did he burst into flames or like sink under his table? Did his date leave him? Kinda. He so he's with a bunch of people. It's this show, real tight space, and I'm getting into it with the dude in the front table. You know, he's like four or five feet away from me and we're going back and forth and I'm just killing this guy and he and he got up and like smashed a glass on the ground and I was like oh well you know and then I started laughing because like Dale you could you didn't even throw it at me <laughs> <laughs> that's but then, that's humiliating yeah but then I was like oh man what if he did throw it at me Do you worry about that? No, I mean, yeah. I worried about it then, but that that was, yeah. I, it was kind of where I found the line. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, you don't, you know, get a couple laughs if the at the guy's expense. Just try to get him to be quiet. You don't have to keep going. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to incite him to start breaking shit or throwing. Yeah, stuff exactly. Uh, who's the funniest NBA player, intentionally or unintentionally? Wow, that's a great question. Embiid intentionally. Uh, you know, Brad's been getting kind of funny online, but man, I'm struggling to find a second right now. Leandro, I mean, no, um, Mello. Mello's kind of funny in that new ad, the Black uh, Widow commercial with oh, Lonzo. So there's a commercial with LaMelo and Lonzo in the car. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, They've added them to this Black Widow. Oh, they're doing car the crossover chasing. stuff. Synergy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's pretty. He's funny in that crossover thing. It's brief. Yeah. Uh, Miles Bridges. He's kind of funny. Hmm. Have you watched Blake Griffin's stand-up? Oh yeah, I was. God, how did could I forget Blake Griffin was in the league? I mean, he's the, he's always the obvious one. I was kind of trying to steer away because like That's he's what I'm actually saying, it's he's so, actually yeah, tried to do this so. Blake Griffin has done every show I have ever wanted to do. <laughs> it's so funny to think about Blake Griffin doing stand-up. I'm like, I also want to dunk, but I can't, so I decided to do stand-up. And he still ended up doing every show I wanted to do. So and, fuck, and, I, wish, oh, I wish I had just learned to dunk. And, and just when you thought it was because he couldn't dunk anymore, turns out he can still dunk. He can still dunk. The Pistons need to be filing a class action suit against this man. <laughs> No doubt. Uh, a couple more before I get you out of here. Are you rooting for Bradley Beal, the player, and his happiness, which might mean he needs to be somewhere else, mm-hmm. or are you rooting for the Wizards as a as a franchise, as the team you kind of grew up on, um, and keeping him come hell or high water and, and just try to figure this thing out? I'm rooting for the Wizards' happiness because the Wizards' happiness could also mean we trade him to somebody for a lot of stuff. Which so I would that. also you're- love. Hey, man, it's such as life. If you have to win a title, maybe DC isn't the right town. I would love it if, because it seems like he's committed to putting all the energy he can into getting guys to come to him, which I think is the dream for a lot of guys. I don't think people want that Laker, big city pressure, but it's like you know you have to go there to get the title. You know what I'm saying? 
I mean, would, it's it, it. Yes, but I mean, look, we are as as I say, as we're taping this, we are seemingly heading toward. We'll know more by the time this posts. It right. looks like Buck Suns, right? Like we we may have the breakthrough that allows guys to say, you know what? Maybe I don't have to be the seventeen hundredth person to go to L.A. or Miami or or New York or wherever to go do this, yeah. right? Like, but um, the Wizards have a tough road in trying to to improve around him. I, I'm with you. I, but this is easy for me to say. I'm not a Wizards fan. I think they should just cash out. Get everything in the world you can for him, and start from scratch. Um, and Beal yeah, will, will it, find some, you know, find his happiness it, elsewhere. I'm a little upset with the Lakers that they didn't just do the right thing and give us all the children. <laughs> give us all the kids. Give us Ingram. You know what I mean? Come up off it before before they did the Davis trade. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I get it. They had to get AD. I knew oh. when they got LeBron, AD was next. That it had to be. And hard to argue with the results. Yeah, it just made too much sense. Yeah. And I don't know who's coming. The The most interesting thing in my basketball life is Tokyo Olympics because this roster is all recruitment-seeking guys. The whole roster is guys trying to figure out where they're going, who can get, who they can get to play with them. This will be interesting too, right? So Beal is is part of that team. We got uh, Bam is on that team. Booker, Jeremy Grant, Draymond, Drew, Zach Levine, Dame, Kevin Love, still strange. Chris Middleton, your your guy, and Jason you- Tatum, and then Durant. So like, so that's there's the field of guys who could be conspiring to team up. I'm now I'm, you got my wheels turning now. I'm trying to think like who's teaming up out of that group. It's a real good question. I don't know. I think. I, obviously, I think a couple of those guys are trying to get Brad to come somewhere. Yeah, that's that's for sure. They're all, you know what? They're all recruiting Brad and Dame. Right? Yeah, it's not about like who knows where they go. It's like ten of those guys are all conspiring individually. Yeah, uh, yeah. Except for maybe Middleton, because <laughs> <laughs> he's just Chris Middleton. He's just yeah, cool. He's fine. Like, he's like, yeah. things are good. We're actually pretty set up over here. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he he probably he feels like he doesn't need anything. Like he's he's Chris Middleton. He just he's just happy with his life. They Things just they need a different center. Giannis, be, their, Giannis should be their center. That's true. That's true. But then, like, who's the just who's the fifth guy? Is it PJ? Just somebody scrappy down there. Uh, mm, Harold would Harold make sense on that team? Mm. No, nah, you can't have another non-shooter out there. Cause yeah, exactly. I was just about to say it's not right. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll we'll, we'll work on that one in the off season. Uh, uh, before I let you go, so uh, NBA story time. Um, I love the concept. What else are we going to hear about uh, that we have either long forgotten or that um, is is just more amusing? What's what's coming? Well, you know, we're, there's some um, you know terrible dark Laker day teams. That we're going to get into. We're going to discuss Ricky Davis's career at length. Ooh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into the past. We got a little ABA talk. We're gonna talk about the spirit of St. Louis without talking about cocaine. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk some Celtics. We're gonna talk about the accordion. The accordion. Yeah. See that one? That one even you lost me on the accord. Well, it's, it's, okay, it's, there's it's, a dude. There was a dude from like '59 
who got drafted by the Celtics, and a part of his contract was he got to play the accordion at halftime <laughs> of every game. That's fantastic. Yeah, so that's just a nutty one. Uh, we're also going to get into some conspiracy theories, some things that aren't necessarily stories, but just me trying to put the pieces together on my own. You know what I'm saying? We're, they they let me get into some conjecture. Uh, nice. You know, we're going to talk a little WNBA. We're going we're gonna to talk about uh, Nancy Lieberman. So good stuff. Good yeah, stuff all coming type up in NBA story time. Yeah, we're headed in, in every direction possible. If you like basketball and stories about basketball, this is the one. I think I think uh, before it's all up, as long as you're doing the conspiracy theories too, you got to get to the bottom. I shouldn't have even put it, phrased it that way of the Paul of the Paul Pierce wheel, wheelchair and what happened. Whoa! Yeah, put that you on know, the list. You know what? You're right. I've got like one more. Me and Dan got like one more story to finish. <laughs> it might be the poop story, son. I mean, someday the truth must come out. It's true. For lack of a better term. I just I, 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 I swear to God, that was not intentional. I walked right into that. That was. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I look forward to that. I look, I look forward to, <laughs> to Jamel Johnson finally explaining to us all for definitively, for all yeah. time, for posterity, what the hell happened with Paul Pierce, a wheelchair, and, and possibly um, some poop. Maybe. Yeah, a little fecal matter, man. And would make sure I give you that producer credit when I do, dog. We gotta give you, we gotta throw you your lobs because that's a great one. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, uh, Jamel Johnson. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for spending the time, folks. Go subscribe to NBA Story Time and uh, and Air Buds, the other one, oh, the name yeah. that I Look, keep forgetting. If you got some more time, there's another one at Air Buds Pod. Get get them both. We're, we're, we're running around. Things are happening. People are going to start commuting again soon. you got to fill that time, folks. you, you got to exactly. download the podcast. Jamel, thanks so much, man. This has been fun. No, I appreciate you, man. Okay, that's all for today's show. Thanks again to my guest, Jamel Johnson. Thank you to our producer, Shelby Royston. Thank you to you all for listening. Remember, you can hear Chris Mannix and me every Tuesday on The Crossover with all the latest NBA chatter. And on Fridays, it's me and a guest. Got some great ones coming up. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And hit me with all your feedback on Twitter at Howard Beck. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four so because the american express platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants elevated experiences at live events and 4 p.m late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel that's the powerful backing of american express see how to elevate your experiences at americanexpresscom with amex terms apply hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they're also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus tax day is coming oh no but if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 